This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Rachel. I'm Laura. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bag. And we're looking at everything. Today's topic, it's erotic art. It's true. And it's going to be a little bit different than what we normally do because we're not really talking about porn. Yeah, we're ta- we're not talking about video clips of porn, yes, but yes. we're certainly talking about sexual imagery, very and true. The associated acts. Mm-hmm. And we're very lucky to be joined by Armando Caba. Yes, it's so exciting. Ooh, Armando Caba. He is a Canadian artist based in Paris. He was inspired to begin his work in the erotic art after the Tumblr ban in 2018, and out of protest he painted a series of pornographic images with female presenting nipples and titled them as Renaissance work to confuse the algorithm. What a badass. It's surprisingly <laughs> working. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Does that mean you're still posting nipples to Tumblr and you have not been flagged? Uh, uh, Tumblr actually is super strict still. Like they flagged yeah. me oh. in a heartbeat. Oh, okay. Like, I thought what you were flagged. saying was that you got away with it. I was like, how? Because no oh, one no. is right now. No, got I it. tried. Got it. Yeah, you're just still, like, just painting nipples in general is working. Painting, yeah, right. just painting all the naughty bits and just, yeah. you know, flies. <laughs> and, I, and on Instagram, you're, you've got a significant following on Instagram. That's how I found you, um, and I'm a big fan. Um, yeah. Thank you. I loved what you were, I think it was last night or the night before, um, what you were painting like you were actually like painting one of the like textured nipples. I love yeah. that. I love that. Oh, like with the I'm, music I, under I, it. So soothing. <laughs> I've been I've been wrestling with that nipple for I think like two weeks now. Oh, that fucking nipple, right? That fucking oh, nipple. And especially when like ya. I speak to my friends being like, how's work been? I'm like, this goddamn tip. This like, you one. No God, fascinating. So yeah, we sort of mentioned it'll be an unusual episode. Armando uh, will will help Usher us through the wide world of erotic art and visual art in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, not we're not going to cover the whole scope of visual art. We're certainly <laughs> not going to cover oh, the whole scope of erotic art. But all I'm saying is we've got a we've got a helpful mentor here. I'm getting, I'm getting art history flashbacks yeah. when you say that. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> You're like, fuck, I didn't know I had to prep that hard. Jeez, fuck me. Oh, that degree's going to come into use now. <laughs> Armando, have you always had like a, a fascination with uh, the erotic? Or was the, there something that, um, that really uh, made you, other than the Tumblr, Tumblr ban, like, did you, were you ever like painting erotic images before that? I think it kind of came into place sometimes in my work, like even in art school, like I dive a bit into it, but like I never saw it as something that I would pursue and make like a solid series out of. Right, right. 
And but you obviously enjoy doing it now, and you're um, oh yeah, it's it's yeah. tons of fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's I've been navigating it because like you know I was classically trained, so there's no real mm. tutorial on like how to paint a labia, like how to sure. come look on a <laughs> shaft, like what's the color palette for testicles, like you know yeah. really kind of <laughs> figure it out as I go. Right. What is the color palette of testicles? <laughs> a lot of warm colors, and in the shadows, you sneak in some blues. That's how oh. you really get, like, the mass of what's oh, going on. Oh, surprise yeah. blues. Yeah, some blue yeah balls. surprise blues. Yeah, some blue balls indeed. So I'm going to keep it cheap. Yeah, like, <laughs> usually I'm the one over-academia-izing the show, but for some reason I feel like as the most ignorant about erotic art, I just have, I to, I just have to punch us up as we go. I <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? Did we switch bodies? I want to know about like his history. <laughs> Laura's like, how do you paint balls? Let's talk about the tits, blue yeah. balls. Oh, I should definitely do like a Bob Ross segment on just erotic art. You oh, should. Sorry. That would People absolutely would love it. that would absolutely go viral. Yeah, oh, and that's heard it here first. Folks. Yeah, that is yeah. porn. Honestly, <laughs> happy tits. Oh, it fly on Pornhub. I'm sure it would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised what you find there that has weirdly gone viral. Yeah. I mean, even searching for like this episode, doing research, I went on Pornhub. And there's artists who are posting their work and their process. And it's not even erotic art. It's wow. just them painting portraits. I was like, all right, respect. You know, hustle doesn't take a backseat. Just got to yeah. get those views. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We were kind of trying to figure out if like for this episode, we should talk about porn where people are like having sex while painting. And then we were, I was like, no, I'm I'm such a fan of erotic art. It was honestly like a big part of my sexual exploration as a kid. Like, I loved drawing sex when I was younger. Mm. Um, and I still do all the time. It's like my party trick. When I get drunk, you give me a pen <laughs> and a paper and I'm going to draw something really graphic and probably horny. Um, <laughs> so I was really excited to do this. Were you like Jonah Hill from Superbad with all the penis drawings in the lunchbox? Yes. Box? Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> absolutely. I, I worked, when I worked at the Standard Hotel at the Beer Garden, um, we had this like journal that we were supposed to write in if we were like, we're low on mustard, you know what I mean? And I filled it with like filthy, disgusting, perverted <laughs> drawings um, that my boss found and was shocked. Shocked. Um, God, I wish I want to know where that is. That journal is now uh probably should be on its way to the moma yeah but i mean honestly (laughs) someone low-key like slipped it out of there and like returns to it for a (laughs) masturbation from time to time it's it's in someone's spank bank for sure yeah yeah. absolutely Um, armando do you watch porn for reference or just to enjoy What's porn? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we still uh, don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I I watch porn, but I don't. I wouldn't say so much for reference because I okay. feel like my research method methods are completely different. Whereas it's happened occasionally where I'm watching a video on my own and then I'll pause and I'll be like, oh. That's a really good fucking composition. Like, yeah. I'm gonna try to find this. Cool. I gotta find the photo set, but um, but yeah, no, totally watch porn. Yeah. What does you you mentioned your your research other like what does your research process for your erotic works look like um mostly it's me scouring the internet for a lot of high definition photos and then so i would usually i usually go to google and Mm. if you get if anyone gets my phone or my computer my search history is a mess (laughs) because i'm very specific in what i'm typing i'm like close-up vagina uh cream pie uh Northern lighting, yeah. uh, you know. We so, can relate to that, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 
So it's a lot of that. It's just a lot of going through photos and then I would save them. I would start playing with composition, cropping them and then mm-hmm. doing a little bit of photo editing. But that's uh, it's pretty much it. Interesting. Do you ever paint like everything's pretty close up in your mm. stuff? Um, is that like intentional and like is it because you're or, or why is that, I guess? Uh, it's intentional. Like yeah. I wanted them to kind of feel a bit abstract in a okay. way. Yeah. That they're being very like realist, but also I want when someone looks at them, I want them to kind of project their mm. own thing to it. So it's right. kind of becomes their narrative as opposed to just exclusively mine. Right. What do you That's think about cool. people like getting turned on by your work? Is that something that you think about when you're painting it or yeah, is it do not you really? aim uh, for that? Yeah. Uh, not really, but I do get tons of messages from people yeah. just writing to me saying like, hey, uh, saw your Instagram page. I'm what is shit. Like, yeah. okay, uh, thank I'm you. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy. <laughs> it's always, yeah, I'm like, because I, I feel like the point of erotic art is to kind of like tantalize a little bit, mm-hmm. but... You know, I wonder, like, as the artist, like, how does that make people feel? Like, is that something that you, you take into consideration while you're making it, you know? I think a bit, but also while I'm working on it, like, it becomes so, like, abstract to me. Like, I forget what I'm painting. It just becomes oh, yeah. a collection of yeah, shapes yeah, and yeah, forms. Yeah, and, then, and then someone will come in the room and be like, is that an asshole? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 I did good. I, I did good. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't I see the that. forest through the trees. Right. right. <laughs> I couldn't see the asshole through the blue and warm <laughs> tones. Exactly. <laughs> I just assumed that there were blue tones in an asshole also. I took There are. There. there are. Yeah, okay. you're right. Good you to hit know. that. Good to Do know. you feel like you have like a clear stance on whether something is art or or like porn? That's a really good question. Rachel, I you mean, are killing it with the question. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, normally Sorry. a rot... Don't apologize. <laughs> I'm just fascinated. You, as you should be. I mean, because there's a moment where, like, porn is very graphic and eroticism mm-hmm. leaves more room for the imagination. So I feel with my work, I'm kind of walking that, like, line between them where, yeah. yes, it's graphic, but there's still... It's quite open for you to imagine whatever you want with it. Right, right. Um, That's just something I think about a lot just because of, you know, obviously the loopholes that you can get around, um, like posting on Instagram and stuff, Mm. Um, which is I I did a little bit of research about um, like the Miller versus California, that Supreme Court case. Um, oh, do you know about this? I don't know too much about this. This is like the reason like. We can't really post stuff on. Yeah, I've the researched internet. this in the past. Yeah, specifically around like Sestafosta and just right. like just bullshit legalese right. around censorship, yeah. essentially. Yeah, it's cen- it's censorship, and it's like kind of the reason that like the golden age of porn ended. Um, yeah. because you, they shut down like movie houses and like the distribution of things. And that's when like things had to become, go underground. Um, but basically it was like the Supreme court ruling, um, that established like a, a system of what, of whether or not something's considered obscene. And mm. if it, then it's not protected by the first amendment. And it's basically like whether or not it offends like the community standards, like that's the system, um, which is, I think is so fascinating because that's, the same verbiage essentially that like Instagram uses today, yeah. oh you know, yeah. like it goes against our community guidelines. Oh my God. And they, 
their guidelines don't make much sense to me because they're quite vague at times, and I've been getting nailed on things that I didn't think I'd get, you know, right. for like. Oh, example, they're vague. Yeah, they're vague by design. They're yeah. designed, yeah. and they're and because these social media platforms have walls up around communication, like you can't actually talk to them about like what did I do? Can I appeal? Yeah. This, you know, censorship of this post. Can I pe- appeal getting shut down? And it's mm-hmm. it's basically impossible aside mm. from just flooding them with like generic yeah. messagery messages. Messagery. I'm just trying to sound messagery. academic now. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, messagery. Yeah, like you can sort of flood them, and I think if you have enough of a following and and people that will reach out to them, you can get their attention. But it's it's bullshit. You can't actually communicate yeah. with the yeah. platform. Right. Sorry, I interrupted you though, Armando. Oh no, no, yeah. don't don't worry about. It. Uh, I've appealed many times, and I never get a response back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a uh, brick wall. Yeah, and uh, I get. I get pinned now where someone, I'll post my work, it'll make it onto Instagram, and they'll share my post. And if yeah. they tag me in it and I decide to share it, then they get me on that. Oh, weird. So, I've, so I feel like it's like this classic like cop storyline with like drug dealers. Like, we can't nail him directly, but we got to get <laughs> yeah. the guy he deals to. And then sure. we got him. Sure. Yeah, so, so these weird it's loopholes funny. that they're getting me on. Right. Uh, so frustrating. But like your stuff is so like classically, like it just looks so timeless it's so interesting yeah it shows that you're classically trained that you mentioned that i was like oh of course because it's 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 and i noticed also in in reading about you because you know we did some internet creeping that we did our hell work that (laughs) you're um like mainly known for portraiture which is an amazing skill and style to bring into Mm -hmm. erotica right yeah right yeah Wow. Well, I feel they're kind of the same because there's a level of intimacy. I mean, oh, yeah. when you're painting mm-hmm. someone, you know, getting that emotion and the way people react to my portraits, feeling like they know who it is, even though it's a complete stranger, that kind of spills into erotic work. Right. When you paint portraiture of specific individuals, do you have them sit for you or do you take a photo and then like, what is the, what does that process look like? Mm. Uh, I usually work from photo because I'm okay. a stickler for detail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I also feel so bad having someone sit like six hours in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's some days where like, I really don't want to paint. And if they come in, I feel responsible. Like, yeah, I should be working. And yeah. it just ends up being this anxiety fueled mess in my head. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just take a photo and I hang out with them and, you know, I try to, most of them are good friends, sometimes not, but I try to get a feel for them, like what they're like and yeah, just, and that gets recorded in the portrait itself. It's not necessarily a documentation of them, but more the artist's reaction to them. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting that you mentioned like the intimacy of a portrait and then also like the intimacy in erotic art because, you know, you get it from just like the looking at the act, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. You guys want to hear about some history? Of course. Okay, cool. What if we say no? What if we just say no? I'm I don't want to be informed. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyways, Armando. You can take a nap. <laughs> um, I know you'll probably know more about this than I will, but um, I just love, you know, to be a nerd and find things online. Um, so basically, erotic art has been around for forever. Mm-hmm. Um the one of the earliest it might be the oldest cave drawing ever is just like, gonna say cave drawings yeah uh was there's one of a vulva in a prehistoric rock in like southern france 
It was like 37,000 years ago. Of course ago. it was the French. I, I was going to say that. It was definitely them. And it could be anybody else. Horny like, <laughs> as hell. I love it. And then we see it like in, in ancient Egypt. Um, they had like these huge, massive um, papyrus scrolls. That was kind of like the first men's naughty mag. Um, there was like in a, uh, the 1150 BC issue centerfold featured an orgy of horny pharaohs. <laughs> An 11 BC centerfold is 1150. Uh, really 1150 BC yeah. centerfold. I know. Amazing. This is Amazing. before our Lord and Savior. Like we've got erotic <laughs> art. Yeah. From we had ago. centerfolds before we had Jesus Christ. I know. So Think get it about straight. that for a second. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and then, of course, ancient Greece, ancient Rome. Those horny fuckers. Uh, we got sexual scenes on ceramics, um, and also, which included some of the first same-sex relations, which I didn't know that. Um, in ancient in ancient Greece, on the ceramics and stuff, patriarchs, um, yeah, very homosexual or fluid society. I would right. say. I know. It's like, where did we know. go wrong? Yeah, yeah I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what society. happened. Yeah. 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 Uh, I could tell you, it's yeah. Christianity. But yes. hey. <laughs> literally, um, and then there's like sexually explicit paintings on the walls in Pompeii, even. Mm. Um, Those Italians. I know. Again. the French. Mm-hmm. Horny. French Horny. Italians. And this is why I'm like, yeah, I want to move to Europe. You know, like, those are my people. <laughs> Let's go back um, to our roots. Yeah. Our, our erotic roots. Right. And then even in, in Eastern cultures, um, we've talked about this before on the hentai episode, but we've got like Shunga, um, mm-hmm. which was Japanese erotic art in like 13th century. Um, and that just kind of continued to grow. Um all, all erotic art continued to grow um, until, you know, photography was invented. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk a bunch more about Shunga yeah, later in the episode. Yeah. Um, oh. But, you know, Europe with the Renaissance, um, we it continues um, to build momentum. There was this guy who was hired to uh, decorate the inside of the rooms for the Vatican um, and on the side, he also like did wood block carvings um and like printed uh like sex positions um which was emoti it was a a woodcut album in the early 16th century um which i loved that he he was just doing this on the side while he was painting the inside of like vatican housing and it's too hopeful that this would be michelangelo right like he's not he's also just a notable pornographer of the time I feel like I would have known by now, but no, it's a dream. Giulio Romano was the man. Yeah. So, um, but I just like loved that. Freaky. You know? Oh, I do love all of that. Um, it's all timeless. I mean, yeah. yeah. Everyone's been freaky since the start. Yeah. yeah. If sex work is the oldest profession, then certainly erotic art is, is some of it's, the oldest form of artistry. I mean, it's true. Yeah. And then there was kind of like this fad of people doing it for like, the aristocracy and for like mm. kings and queens and things like that um which um i loved because i'm watching that show the great right now on hulu about i Catherine just started watching it as well this <laughs> yeah. show has also become like a tv plug show like, <laughs> yeah. we, we watch a lot of television like in so. quarantine i think we're now just talking yeah. a bunch about like what else we're watching yeah Amazingly, the porn isn't taking <laughs> yeah, up yeah. all of our time. Right. It's like it's like 50-50, 50% porn and like 50% scripted television. Yeah, um, sensual scripted television. It, it's a healthy yeah. balance. I mean, yeah. I tried to finish Pornhub when the premium was free. 
I, 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 I treated it like Netflix. I was like, I gotta see what's going on. Let's on just page burn like 3, through. <laughs> yeah. When opportunity knocks, right? Yeah. Should we get into our showdown twist, or am I premature? Um, we can. I mean, I could continue, but you know, let's go into the showdown twist. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Okay, so this is going to be a little different than usual because instead of, you know, talking through titles from Pornhub, what we actually did was had our Instagram followers uh, at Girls on Pern, <laughs> gentle plug there, uh, write in with some of their favorite erotic artists because instagram is a great resource for this i follow a lot of erotic artists yeah instagram is such a platform for artists now actually we'll get to it later in the episode but researching helen beard one of the articles like quoted how many followers she had and then was like because that's actually very important these days (laughs) like like like, qualified the stat and i was like it's cool i'm on board yeah (laughs) um so yeah i'll just start reading through We've got Namio Harukawa, a fetish artist with beautiful fat dominatrix. Shift in power is beautiful. I love his work. I yeah. mean, I'm a sucker for ass, but like his work, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. He's so good. <laughs> I think he recently passed away. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was not that long ago. Oh, oh shit. I didn't Rest know that. Yeah, now we, we, lost a, we lost a good one. Wow, starting yeah. off with a banger, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> starting off by... Killing the mood, really bringing us down. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, no, it's me. I, I didn't know. I should have I should have researched that deeply. Uh, uh, and also, I should qualify that some of these are artist names and some are fully their tags, uh, yeah. which I love, so we're just going to mix them up. Mm-hmm. Et not cam da- uh, da- sorry, et not cam damage, because they're queer, kinky, and didactic. Ooh. Not cam damage. I'm not familiar, but... I will yeah, some of these I don't know. Uh, also, Erotic Watercolor, which is the Instagram of a female artist who paints commissioned pieces. I love Erotic Watercolor. I was mm-hmm. kind of like, maybe I should get that for my partner for his birthday, like a commissioned piece of like us. <laughs> oh, my God. We think alike. Just forget we had this conversation because in following a bunch of these artists, yeah. I was like, I wonder which one of these I will someday gift to Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm getting you a fucking yes. ten foot by twenty foot yeah. goddamn oh my painting God. of a vulva, bitch. I Get ready. Want it. <laughs> All I want. It'll probably just be Armando's work. Let's be honest. Cool. Um, I'll do it. I'll do it for free. Don't worry. Oh my God. Stop. That sounds. I mean, ten foot. But we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. It'll take time. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk off off the podcast about yeah. it. I believe in compensating artists. <laughs> All right. Um, Organ Donor Studios, he's my friend and he's super body positive. I hadn't oh, heard nice. of that one, but that yeah. was a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Um, special props to Moanzine. Oh, yes. They, I've heard of Moanzine. Yes. that Moan uh, sent us actually an issue and and seemed to have like rallied the troops because many, many people wrote in about Moan. Yeah, we. I love... I love that um, that scene. It's so good, and um, I, ca- I can't remember the specific artist's name who does all the illustrations. But there's a lot of like bondage, and it focuses on like female pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, really sexy stuff. Yep. Um, we have Natalie Krim, girls, girls, girls. Mm. Uh, we have a mention of Milo Manara. Milo, oh, cool. Milo. I always fuck that I up. I don't know. Do you I'm know Armando? Sure. No, I'm not sure at all. 
Well, this is a, an Italian artist that we've actually talked about before on Milo. the show. I think Milo. you got to get the hand gesture in Milo there. Manara. Milo, Milo Manara. <laughs> that sounds right. Hey, bravo. Hey, bravo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, alpha channeling. So oh, yeah. smooth and mystical yeah. and erotic. Um, this one, Rachel, I know you will love, and I'm going to fuck up the pronunciation. Uh, petite luxure. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's a, it's French, so Armando probably knows more. So than So it's do. probably petite luxure. Yes. Yeah. Petite uh, luxure. L u x u r e s. Yeah. Yes. Little luxuries. Yes. Little luxuries. It's... Also, uh, in a similar vein, uh, this one I actually did look up the pronunciation, and I'll still fuck it up. Uh, regard coupable. Yeah. Oh, uh, regarde coupable. Oui, okay, uh, so yours was yeah. better. Great. Yeah. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, no, they're fucking good. Uh, I have one of those prints in my room. I'm obsessed yeah. with that their art. It's incredible. Um, I love like just really simple line drawings. It's similar to Petite Luxure, but Petite Luxure is kind of like tongue in cheek. They do like plays, mm. play on words, yeah. um, which I like. Um, yeah, things like that that are like that I can find on Instagram that are like easy to, to digest, you know. Yeah, yeah it's like easy, simple. like with the line suggestion, even though there's yeah. not that much information, you know exactly what's going on, and it's right. It's and great. that makes it like more exciting to me a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's nice. And goes without saying, I followed all of the artists that folks recommended to us that I wasn't following already, and I mm-hmm. would encourage our listeners to do the same. Do it. it hurt to to plug an artist. Doesn't cost us anything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Tina Maria Elena, beautiful oh, yeah. watercolor that blends yeah. into each other, steaming. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful stuff. Uh, hardcore haiku. Oh yeah, that's one I followed. <laughs> that one's super fun. It's yeah, just like that one's like really whimsical and, and less like visually driven, but is like a visual. You know, it's like yeah. little assembled, uh, almost fr- fridge magnet style haiku mm-hmm. stuff. I think that's exactly what it is: is fridge magnets. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to check them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, <sighs> Flows of Lie. This one I didn't hmm. know. It's like uh, F-L-O-W-S-O-F-L-Y. Hmm. And it's specifically like uh, like line drawings. A lot of them oh. are designed to be licensed as tattoos. Oh, cool. And I loved that. I looked at this account and was like, oh, fuck, maybe this is the person that's going to design my tattoo finally. Interesting. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Um uh, the, another props to Holly Yinks, oh, because yeah. a bunch of people wrote in about this artist mm-hmm. who seems to have like a, a burgeoning, like a baby following, um, but like a ton of people wrote in. So I think this yeah. person like, you know, asked their fans to support. Um, I know. So good for said She paints beautiful porn stills and nudes and is a, a, a vocal sex worker ally, which nice. is on brand. Uh, let me just pick one or two more. Um, oh, Matt Bailey was tagged, who I think you also sent to us. I love Armando. Matt Bailey's work. Yeah, another yeah. tattoo uh, meets visual artist in general, mm. right? Uh, yeah. Milk My Coconuts, his style is so raw and beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. kind of like splashy stuff, you know? It's like... It's not as like clearly defined, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Ann Orr, oh. who is a collage artist, I looked up. Beautiful mm. stuff. And then, um, wait, let me find it. 
Oh, we'll cut this part out later. A couple people uh, said Armando. Here's my right. favorite one. Oh, yeah. Armando Cabo because he's raw as hell. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I love it. I love that yeah. you got to mention Armando. <laughs> Gorgeous. And a couple and a couple people mentioned the other the three pieces of art that we're gonna talk about. Yes, yes. Some Perfect. folks mentioned Helen Beard. Uh, oh, one more I missed Enzo Schiotti, who is an Italian illustrator. I think actually best known for movie posters. Oh, okay. Um, it was lots of like sex horror stuff. Oh, nice. Did the poster for like The Fly, but like oh, sh- dozens of others. Yeah. I'm, also, like, um. Too. Alexandra Rubinstein is another mm-hmm. yeah. favorite. I think her, she's just oh, got the a great... penis paintings are I know. so good. She's just got a great sense of humor. You know? Oh my love, God, I love yeah, it. I love art with a sense of humor. Yeah. And and also, like I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that I had a fanboy episode when uh, she followed me back. Like, <laughs> yeah. I freaked out. I was like, oh, I'm worthy. Oh, yes. shit. Yeah, she's great. I love like the series of like famous people giving cunnilingus. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> we posted one once of like Jesus going down on someone and, and like got like so much hate that I had to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to get like shut down today, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I fangirled when Jerry Saltz followed us. Oh yeah, the, like that was known oh, yeah. art yeah. critic. He yeah. actually was he was mentioned in one of my like researched articles that just reminded me that he followed girls on porn then he followed each of us individually yeah i was like occasionally i'm like i gotta post better shit like this is yeah Yeah. (laughs) like what is he following me for like i don't know my dog probably not but he's a big fan of erotic art too yeah he always is reposting um joyce joyce artworks do Mm -hmm. you know that i can't remember what her her full name is but um she Post these amazing also with like a sense of humor of like you know boobs as like balloons and things like that yeah. um that's really stunning also my yeah. friend eric lotzer is an amazing up-and-coming erotic artist he posts a lot of um stuff with like a sense of humor and it's, there's a lot of um homoerotic vibes but uh i love that. yeah a lot of homosexual imagery with like figures doing yeah. things i've seen yeah. a lot of the eric stuff yeah yeah it's great. he's great he's super figures talented. doing things listen i'm going to go to into <laughs> art criticism <laughs> please, please write it please write a catalog for a museum just like what's yeah. the show just figures doing things yeah that's it <laughs> come check it out you're gonna get you're gonna on. love it yeah <laughs> yeah honestly given how much like floral language goes into art criticism I think it'd be refreshing yeah. to be like yeah. so we got some bodies uh, their colors uh, there, pretty good there's some fluid uh, I like it you should like it if you don't that's okay but, yeah. uh, thanks for coming by thanks for coming by there's wine on the other side of the art gallery <laughs> enjoy the hit the bar tip your waiter Yeah. enjoy the cheese plate yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing should we take a quick little break yeah Sounds good. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. We're back. Talking more about erotic art, guys. What um, else would we be talking about? I know. Yes. Not porn. Not porn. <laughs> so don't call the authorities. <laughs> We're specifically talking about Dream of the Fisherman's Wife. Yes. By Hokusai. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did look up pronunciation <laughs> of his name and it goes oh, so a little glad. something like Katsuchika Hokusai. Okay, that was oh. me still butchering, butchering uh, a YouTube video I found where I was like, how we do it so fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I just want everyone to know I'm trying and we we respect our own mm. failures and ignorance. <laughs> Breach. Um, um, so yeah, so a lot of you listeners might know this. Um, we've talked about it before, specifically for the hentai episode. Um, also, it was featured heavily in the movie The Handmaiden, which we mm-hmm. also talked about in the movie Sex Scenes episode. Yes. Um, you also might know it because it's really famous. It is of a woman uh, being uh, pl- pleasured by an octopus, uh, two octopuses. Or yeah, two. two yeah, yeah. A little one. Little one on her baby. Is it octopuses or octopi? That's a great question. Maybe octopi. Well, what's interesting is this has, this painting has multiple names because it sort oh, of wasn't okay. named initially. Yeah. Uh, it's also known as the girl diver and octopuses or the diver and octopuses. So that oh, would that okay. would lead us to think octopuses. Think that it's too, that yeah. solves an that, acceptable that mystery. Form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the larger one is going down on her and then we've got a smaller one, which like may or may not be his offspring. Yeah. It's, it was talked about that mm. it like could could be his offspring. Yeah. Assists by, you know, fondling her mouth mm. and her nipple. Yeah. And this is... It, I think in so many it's words you said this piece. already. Yeah, it's a gorgeous piece. It's also arguably like the most famous work of erotic art. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's true. Which is interesting because Hokusai didn't focus on erotic art exclusively. Yeah. You know, he I found information that he went by many different names, which I guess was not uncommon at the time, that he would change his name uh almost as he entered different phases of his own work. Oh. And that he Painted well into his... Like, this painting he did when he was 54 years old. Mm. It was put out in 1814, but he was born in 1760. So that's me doing math. Great. And (laughs) he lived a very old age uh, and completed uh, Ducks in a Stream, which is another famous work of his, at the age of 87. And it said that when he died... Uh, on his deathbed, he said, if only heaven will give me just another 10 years, just another five more years, then I could become a real painter. That he was oh. so, like, relentless about mm. his work that wow. even as he was dying, he felt that he wanted to keep working and do better. Which is and, sad. I mean, it's amazing because yeah. he yeah. was in, in, intensely prolific, but... An artist's work is never done, you know? Yeah, I mean, I constantly feel in always learning something I right mean, uh, so I, I understand what he's saying like yeah. he's just constantly picking up something new whatever, yeah. with whatever you're doing 
But what I really enjoy in this piece was the, it's very subtle. It's the tentacle around the nipple. I love mm-hmm. that too. I wrote that, that down. That was so gorgeous. Yeah. And I think for me on like my interests and how like also like when I look at porn, I always love the subtleties. Those little mm-hmm. intimate moments really yeah. sell it for me. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's those intimate moments that pull you into an actual... Yeah, sexual experience, right? right. It is right. like the teasing of a nipple that is tantalizing in real life. Mm-hmm. So seeing that intimacy captured visually is is incredibly moving for me as well as stimulating. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people are like, is she dead? Is is she being, is it violent? You know, because mm-hmm. uh, a yeah. lot of like tentacle porn is kind of like the monsters like overtake, you know, overtaking the the person receiving the, the pleasure. But this feels like mutual enjoyment. The yes. way her yeah. back is kind of arched and how she's holding on. She's like holding on to one of the tentacles. And I love that there's the the one tentacle from the, the big the big guy at the bottom has like <laughs> pull is kind of curling up around her thigh, like holding her thigh and like reaching down on her clit. It's like very subtle. Um, but I loved it. I was like, oh, we got clit st- stimulation in 1814 okay yeah Yeah. do you do either of you know the story behind the painting like it's a a fairly well-known for my research sort of piece of folklore um that is depicted in much art of that era that it's it sort of refers to are either of you familiar with that uh no i'm not really. I did read somewhere because uh, some people were talking about how hentai originated and some people believe that it was uh, with the American occupation after World War Two that there was a censorship ban and that's what really pushed it. But then this piece exists way before then. Yeah. And the kind of history behind it is apparently, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but they said that apparently samurais would carry erotic art on them oh. as kind of like... To show like their their sexuality, to show that they're erotic and that they're they're into it. Oh, I oh love wow, that. wow, yeah. There was there. Um, I think there are several phases of censorship, and I was I was sort of um, fascinated by do works of art like this actually get more attention and more traction due to that censorship? Mm. Like when yeah. you can't just have access to anything, does a beautiful and notable work like this actually like stand out more uh, mm-hmm. because of because of that kind of restriction yeah I wondered that I think with this piece because it's easy to forget that like without Instagram and social media that back in the day you had to physically travel to go see this work mm. mm-hmm. so there was a lot of word of mouth so I imagine the story behind it just got so big in the way that people would describe it yeah it got everyone going like yeah. to go see it and it got their fantasies going. So yeah, it makes complete sense that it, it blew up. Yeah. yeah. The basic story, like the sort of loose folklore uh, around this is that, so, so I don't want to give too much detail because it's boring, but we have a character <laughs> named Fujito. I just don't want to fully read a four paragraph yeah. story that I pulled from the internet, but we have Fujito he rages an isolated island where he meets Ama. They fall in love. They bear a son. Um, and Fujito has been on this quest to retrieve a stolen pearl. Mm. So Ama, his lover, would die, uh, not dive, die every day. T- that comes later, spoiler alert. Would mm. dive every day to the sea, hoping to get into the Dragon King's lair. Mm. This all sounds familiar. You know, like, I think anime still refers back to this, as does hentai. Yeah. 
Um, so she's hoping to get into the Dragon King's lair. Uh, finally, Ama was able to lull the grotesque creatures uh, through music. However, after retrieving the pearl and trying to escape, the creatures in the sea got awakened and tried to capture the woman. One of them was an octopus. In, an in her attempt to escape with the pearl, Ama slit her breasts and hid the pearl inside her. The blood from the cut blurred the sea, and she was able to escape. But by while she was successful in her task, she died because of her wound after reaching the surface. Hmm. So... I think this image is pulled specifically from the moment, like the encounter with the octopus. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, so I do think it blends a little bit of the, let's call it dubious consent of oh, her yeah. being captured by this terrifying creature. But there is language in the text on the piece that suggests her pleasure as well. Right, right. Um, shall I read an excerpt from the translation <laughs> I, mean, I found? Yes, please. Let's hear yes, it. Uh Okay, octopus, wondering when to do the abduction, but today is the day. At least she's captured. Even so, this is a plump, good pussy. A greater delicacy than even a potato. Oh! Saw, saw, sucking to complete satisfaction, then take her to be imprisoned in the Dragon King's palace. Sounds. Zhu, zhubu, zhubu, chu, chu, chu. Oh, get some noises. Zhu, zhu, fu, 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 fu. Diver, this hateful octopus, fu, Foo foo rather ah ah sucking on the surface of the inner mouth of my womb oh. until I'm breathless ah e I'm coming oh. by that projecting oh. mouth by that projecting mouth the open vagina is teased oh and, oh wow okay and it, it goes yeah. on further she comes again or continues I'm coming. to we get the phrase yeah. I'm coming in 1814 which is great yeah. Yeah. also they me. mentioned also they mentioned potato and I'm coming in the same <laughs> yeah. which honestly I always need bravo like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare man, who yeah <laughs> If someone tells me that my pussy is more of a delicacy than a potato, uh, marry me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> One more final choice line from this translation that I loved. Small octopus says, after my parent is finished, I too will use my projecting mouth to rub from her clitoris to her ass oh. until she loses consciousness and then I'll do it again. Okay. So it, it yeah. really does toy with the notion of consciousness and mm. like, is she dead? Is she is she losing consciousness from pleasure? Which mm. just to tie it back to the French, the <laughs> translation of orgasm is a tiny death. It's is true. that right? Do you, uh, do you know this petit mot? Le petit mot? Yeah. They don't really say it that much. They're no. like already like living here in France. Damn it. Uh, God damn it, Armando! You couldn't give us I'm this. Sorry. <laughs> I can give you other information about it. Like the dirty talk is different here in France for all it? the subjects. Okay. I mean, like being called daddy doesn't translate well. It's like oh. yeah, we we papa. Like yeah. oh, that kind of kills me. <laughs> <you. laughs> papa. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sure. it is like specifically her her pleasure is sort of featured in it, even if the mm. if the consent is dubious. We'll yeah, say. yeah. We'll say again, love it. Yeah, it's a beautiful, gorgeous piece. Truly gorgeous work. Shall we yeah. move on in the timeline of things? I think we shall. Yeah. Let's get in the time machine and go forward. Okay, cool. Next up, we have Betty Tompkins, specifically her piece uh, "Fuck Painting Number Four" from nineteen seventy three. 
This so was good. specifically your suggestion, Armando. Thank you so much for I, sharing this. No problem. Like she, every time I hear her name or I see her work, I get so hyped. I just hear like rap air horns because she's just so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Like meow meow meow, yes. stop painting number four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's I love her work, and yeah, it's clear. Like if you look at my work and you see what she does, like I take so much inspiration from her. Like yeah. she really paved the way. And what's interesting about her work is that she was using references from her. I think it was her first husband's porn collection, which was also illegal at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that it was specifically like a. Was it Japanese? It was an Asian porn collection. I think so, yeah. Um, that she sort of became fascinated with and then started... And then painted them on yeah. these large scales. And I, uh, there's one here in France at the Pompidou. I haven't seen it yet, but mm. I've heard, like, I can just imagine that you get engulfed in it yeah. when you see it. Like, it's this huge... They're massive, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're almost, they're very abstract, too, because, like, it takes a moment to kind of get your bearings of, like, what's happening in right. the scene. Yeah, Thing, it's kind of like smooth looking, you know, like yeah. it isn't yeah. very it's not very uh, clearly defined like things. Kind it's of, hazy. Yeah, it's hazy. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which I love. It kind of makes it feel dreamy. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's like did a, we already say that it's like it's photorealist painting, but it's, right. it is like incredibly vivid. And as you said, like very yeah. smooth, it feels hazy because it's sort of smooth. Right. And it's execution. Yeah, I loved that. It's um, like the like the folds of the labia, like almost look like the the profile of like a mouth, like of a kiss. Yeah, you know, um, just the composition of this one. It's like I like that. It's you know, like penetration coming from above into her. It just. It looks great. And that the penis kind of looks like a tree. Like, it kind of looks like a landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First glance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the pubic hair is kind of swirling, you know? Everything just looks really soft and, like, silky. Um, Yeah. It's very, like, celebratory of, you know, a graph, like, graph, something graphic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And her story is great. I mean, like, she was denied a lot by a bunch of galleries because being a woman doing this and, you know, they constantly would give the excuse saying, no, come back in 10 years when you found your voice. Mm -hmm. And that I think is like I've I've had that comment like three, four times. It's so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Come back in 30 years and we'll see what's up. Like, are you sure you're still going to be around in 30 years? Like, you're you're like, okay, but um, what audacity? yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Come back but, in thirty uh, years. Come back in thirty years. Like yeah. okay, all right, yeah. I'll put it in my agenda. Thank you. And I love yeah. that. Like uh, they feel okay saying that to an artist. Like, could you imagine yeah. like being like I don't know, like an an actor and like someone being like, yeah, come back in thirty years. Like I think I I would die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or being like a fucking working a desk job being yeah. like a programmer and being yeah. like if you could just yeah. come back in thirty years and figure out something else to do in the interim, like that'd right? Be cool. Yeah. Well, you just need to- <laughs> Just fine, fine tone your your skills a little bit. Fine, just your fi- figure your shit out. Yeah. I'll give you thirty years. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where Jerry Saltz came in. I found an article about how in yeah. tw- in two thousand two, Jerry Saltz shared an image of one of Tompkins' fuck paintings with gallery uh, gallery owner Michelle Algus. Mm-hmm. I may be butchering that pronunciation. Who offered her a solo exhibition in his New York City gallery, um, which was fifteen. It had been fifteen years at that point since her last. Mm. Solo exhibition, and it helped restart her career in O2. Oh, wow. So thanks to Jerry for yeah. that. Jerry's the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also 
found uh, this interesting that she was kind of hated by feminists back in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you think it's a... because her the vulva is bald? In this <laughs> <laughs> no, that I think it's because thing. she was pro-porn. Like, no, yeah, it was, absolutely was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely was because like she was like, I love porn. They're having a great time. They're having a great time. Why would we hate this? Yeah, yeah. there was a wave of feminism that was very anti-porn mm. and... Right. Understandably, though, that is not the position we obviously take. Right. Um, but I did. The only thing I was like, so the vulva's completely bald, whereas the the penis has just a full ass bush. Oh, it's a, yeah. like a lion's mane. Yeah, yeah. For the dick. It's, yeah. It's and I know insane. that's that's not true of all of her work. Just this one specifically. I was. Yeah. I was like, I I've never had a vulva that smooth. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's the thing is it looks smooth. It looks I know, it looks like right. it's never had a hair on it. It's that's yeah. why it's all like so it looks like a fucking peach you want to bite yeah. into. Yeah, you know? everything's so silky. Yeah. I mean, really beautiful. Uh, even kind of going back to the way I do research when you see like pictures of vulvas or whatever it may be, they're so photoshopped that there's no pores. Yeah. And trying to paint from that, it's fucking weird yeah it's just like, yeah ah, like there's there's no stubble it almost looks like it's a doll like it's weird. <laughs> this is like like yeah. this is what's number one right now like, like that's so uh, yeah that's, the reality yeah, yeah. well yeah. here in 2020 armando you're painting the pores and the imperfections and the the texture yeah here. thank uh, I'm you i'm just doing one painting at a time i'm just trying my best here one one pussy pour at a time <laughs> <laughs> love it okay next up yeah last one we've got heart-shaped box from 2019 this is by helen beard this is probably one of my favorite erotic artists ever mm-hmm. um i love her stuff she's a london-based artist um and she does these kind of abstract uh images of vulvas bodies penetration mm-hmm. um sex acts and these bright primary colors yeah it's it's these like polychromatic shapes and each shape is sort of indicative of a body part part. yeah Yeah. exactly um but it's very fluid and and you know you can you can find form in it but it is abstracting the form just a bit because you could glance at it and not see like oh that's a vulva (laughs) right (laughs) yeah yeah Um, you can miss it yeah. You can miss it. Right. And it also feels like a collage, even though these are like really giant paintings. Yeah. Like they feel like kind of like paper cutouts. That yeah. Right. Right. I just love the bright colors make it like celebratory, mm-hmm. you know, like everything yeah. just looks fun and exciting. And yeah. Uh, bold. Yeah, I wrote- it's like. It's like a bouncy castle. Yeah. Like you just want to jump in. Yeah. 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 Exactly. exactly. I wrote bright, fruity colors because yes. it wasn't exclusively primary colors and it definitely wasn't pastels, but it was like lots of like plums and like pale uh-huh. blues and bright greens in her yeah. work in general. And in this one, like deep, rich, like mm-hmm. red and purple, like, yeah, the the coloring is is really compelling. Right. And in this one in particular, it's a, it's a, I think, helpful to note that we have, I think what we're looking at is like one body. Actually, let me literally pull up the work as I'm describing this. It's a hand touching. A hand touching a vulva and the legs that would, you know, be associated with that vulva are two different colors of sort of a beige and a bright pink. And then the hand is like a yellow tone, but there's also another hand that is sort of wrapping around this body that is brown. So it's it's very fluid 
and actually like inclusive just in the yeah just yeah. in the coloring that's used um it's very organic yeah it just feels like even though these are very rich colors it just it feels right like it's yeah just, yeah it's not saturated it's not like polarizing when you see it yeah. it's really yeah and you feel simultaneously like these could be lovers or it could be one person pleasuring yeah. themselves like it's to almost- me it's like one it's one person like there's something about the way that the, the hand is holding the breast that makes me feel like it's like self pleasure and like not mm-hmm. for not for anyone else's benefit like it's not for like the viewer's benefit you know what i mean it's interesting you interpret that way because i i thought lovers because this hand is sliding in from like the right side of the painting, like the brown arm is coming in from the right. And then there's a little bit of brown overlapping with Mm. the leg on the right. So I almost wondered if it was lovers intertwined, but I love that it could be interpreted both ways. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I had that same feeling. I was looking at it. I couldn't decide if it was one person or this is a group activity. If this was, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's, what's kind of beautiful about it. And like, Mm -hmm. it speaks to the intimacy of a moment like that, of feeling, you know, bonded to someone like that as if they are connected to you or a part of you could yeah be part of it i also love that like the fingernails are a different color that's like mm-hmm. yeah. fun and exciting to me just a fun whimsical detail. yeah 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 it's just, like a good detail i, I also love- like we got a big old nipple yes <laughs> huge nipple we got it we got a tit up towards the center and it's a lovely like plum colored tit with just a big old areola yeah it's not like a tiny cute perfect yeah it makes know. me feel seen with yeah. my dish plates over here i love that <laughs> <laughs> right she's very like body positive you know yeah it's great yeah, yeah. this yeah. is like the piece if i could like uh, i would love to like buy this when i'm rich and famous i'm gonna i'm gonna have this hanging in my bitch know that i was looking at prices <laughs> <laughs> know that i was trying to figure I out where you. where this in my career i, I have to be to be able to afford this painting over uh, your fucking bed <laughs> thank you <laughs> you know me well <laughs> yeah give me a decade but <laughs> we'll get there come back in 10 years yeah come back yeah. in 10 years in 30 years and <laughs> i will have saved up enough scratch yeah oh my gosh yeah well, Armando, thank you so much for coming on the show. Truly. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and thanks Truly. for this was talking about erotic art with us. Yeah. Um, uh, for everyone listening, please tune into Armando's work. Um, his yes. Instagram handle is ar- at Armando Caba, right? Armando Caba, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. If you're a fan of erotic art, you're going to love his stuff. Yeah. And... Thanks in general to the fans that wrote in to suggest this topic. Like, I think coming into this episode, I was the most ignorant about erotic art, had obviously seen some of it or engaged with it, but it wasn't something in my day to day. And as much as I don't think it's going in my spank bank as a like, I will masturbate to this. I I do think it is going to be more and more a part of my life, like vintage photography. Mm -hmm. Like I own a couple of vintage playboys, but this feels much like a fun new universe to really engage with. Yeah. Um, oh, it's really been picking up. Like even bigger art accounts have been sharing more intimate erotic work these yeah. days. So yeah. It's yeah. it's it's peaking. Yeah. Right. If you like porn, you're gonna like erotic art. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Girls on Porn. You can find us on Twitter at GOP the Podcast, on Instagram at Girls on Pern, that's porn without the O because of the aforementioned censorship, <laughs> or on our website at girlsonporn.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. 
If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, include your Insta handle and we'll post it and tag you expressing our abundant gratitude. This has been Girls on Porn, the only GOP that's actually good. That was a HeadGum Podcast.